0: Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. I'm thrilled that you can join in today. And in this podcast, we're going to examine addictions and how we can help an individual who's dealing with addiction. And it's an issue that faces many folks, many Christians in our world today. And addictions have gone through the roof in this pandemic era. And we need to be equipped, at least have some information to help brothers and sisters. Uh, who are facing this. Romans six eleven. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. But yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under law, but under grace. Just like depression, suffering with an addiction is hard. But that person does not have to be alone as they face and overcome that addiction. Christians should never have to face trials on their own. That's the whole idea of the body of Christ. Uh, Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 2. Addiction is a term with, you know, it covers all kinds of things. It's broad and sometimes it's not as defined as we might like it to be. In general, an addiction uh, is something that a person cannot resist when it comes up. He's dependent upon it, or she cannot resist that temptation to partake. Alcohol, uh, illicit drugs, painkillers, prescription drugs, uh, pornography, gambling, food, shopping, or even high-risk taking behaviors are often found within the, uh, the definition of an addict, addict or addictions. How do you know if someone is dependent of something? That's a good question. Now, How do you know? So here's some things that may serve as signs that an addict has a problem or has a, addiction is a, is a present in that person's life. Tolerance. I can drink an entire six-pack now and not even feel the effects. So they yeah, tolerance. I'm, I'm tolerant to this thing. I can do it. It won't affect me. Withdrawal, uh, psychologically, I can't stop things uh, thinking about pornography. Uh, physically, it would be, I can't stop shaking, I really need a drink. Now, obviously, that's two different types of addiction, but it's there. It's, it's you know, The physical uh, realm is there, uh, and psychologically. Engaging in more prob- problematic behavior than intended. I only meant to buy one thing but ending up spending thousands of dollars so that's the shopper the the one who's addicted to purchasing okay routine routine unsuccessful attempts to quit the behavior i quit smoking 3 times this month and each time it only lasted a day okay problem in daily functioning at work home or social standings i can't go to work twice at least twice a week because i drank too much Uh, And I have found in my own life, in ministry, experience, and counseling, uh, when it really gets to this point, there's a whole lot of other problems too. But it's definitely a symptom, if you want to use, or a sign that it's there. An inability to stop despite awareness of the negative consequences. Uh, My husband will divorce me if I keep this up, but I just can't help myself, is an often uh, said phrase. In whatever area. So, as you try to help an individual with addiction, you'll find there are certain stages. You can, I mean, there's names for them all, but I'm just going to do first, second, third type of thing here. So, the first stage an individual is unaware of the problem and resistant to change. Signs that are, I just mentioned are if re- refuse to be discussed, the resistance to learn about behavior, refusal to take responsibility for the consequences. Now, we can't push people into taking action. We can encourage them. We can demonstrate that we care and we're there for them. Uh, but it needs to go further than that, obviously, for change. And that's the second stage. An individual is recognizing the presence of the problem, but probably more interested in learning about it than they're actually to do anything to change it. I've dealt with people. They know that, this drug problem is, a, is an issue. This addiction is an issue with drugs. But they want to learn more about the drug rather than learn about how to get out of it. The person might desire change, but they won't initiate it. Your best approach in this stage is to gently increase his or her motivation for change. Suggestions concerning that might make a list uh, of statements the individual uses to justify behavior and then maybe even find statistics regarding this dangerous habit, this dangerous addiction, and say, hey, you keep down this path, and these could be consequences for you. Uh, So your actions would be helpful uh, and accepted if you demonstrate, again, with care and concern. Listening is massive. I can't state that enough. When someone who has an addiction problem has that person to listen to them. It is massive. Third stage, an individual will express their need and determination to change their behavior. Now, this this is like almost a breakthrough moment, right? Though they might not have a clear sense of how that change will take place, this is pivotal because now you can really help introduce interventions that will aid them in the road of recovery. Some things you put in. So, say if someone has a problem with pornography, the idea of putting in parameters, you know, uh, hey, are you on? You make, make sure you're off the computer or put in the software, I'll help you. Or, you know, just you're helping that person put uh, uh, parameters, fences around. And you're there to assure that individual, hey, I'm here. I'll, I'll encourage you. If that person needs to talk to family and friends, you can be that solid rock there for them at that time. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is ups and downs in recovery. Okay, it just doesn't disappear. Uh, and we need to keep in mind for that individual who's the addict, they'll be fearful. They will be stressed. Uh, because this addiction has been bringing them peace in their mind. And uh, I know uh, subsiding the pain. That I mean, It's not, but this is how they bring it about to, to have some downtime and things they need to get it, it taken out of their lives because it's detrimental to their health and it does not please god but this has been their crutch now we need to encourage them with conversation and we definitely need to encourage them with scripture that when they're afraid they're stressed out okay i'm not going to take any more drugs and the, the you know the fear starts to rise they're starting to feel stressed out That great verse second timothy 1 7 For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And again, we need to understand as you assist them that a relapse is very much possible, but a relapse does not mean failure. An alcoholic can always find alcohol, so they have to learn to deal with that temptation. So that person, you know, the alcoholic tries to get away from the alcohol, they mess up. Okay, there's a relapse. I still care. I still want to help you. Let's go forward and find out, how did you succumb to this? Like, so maybe put up some bigger parameters and barriers. You have to learn to, to deal with the temptation. And hey, listen, the Bible's got something to say about that too. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man, but God is faithful will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, assisting an addict off an addiction is a long-term commitment. It's not an overnight thing. It's not two weeks. It's not three weeks. It's not one month. It is months. Uh, I've dealt with people who have addictions and it, for some, it's every other month. Some, it's every three months. They have a real strong urge. So it's, it takes time. It definitely does. In the stage of helping, there's definite action and strategy need to be involved. One, replace the old behavior with a new one that is wholesome, that is helpful. Um, hey, for example, I'm just going to give you a couple here. This is not what you have to do, but just a couple of tries to get your mind thinking. Golf. Uh, Reading, walking, assist that person to identify cues for behavior and then plan for a response. So if an alcoholic gets triggered at a certain restaurant, either take a friend with him to that restaurant or just avoid the establishment. That's just that strategy. Help that individual alter their environment when possible to eliminate cues that promote that addictive behavior so here are just a few examples again get rid of the credit cards if there's a shopping addiction uh, remove liquor from the home if it's an alcoholic i uh, mentioned earlier about installing software for a computer for the individual's addicted to pornography maybe you have to cut off computers for a while you know cut off contact definitely with those who use drugs uh, I've, I've helped some folks with the drug side of it and I'm telling you right now, the friends are a big key part to get off the drugs. Okay, because the friends do it, they push it. It's a big deal. Giving time to assist in the physical realm is a huge blessing as well. Uh, maybe say, hey, I'll, I'll if they're if they have kids, you might say, I'll, I'll watch the kids so you can go with counseling. And I can't overemphasize the need, the importance of prayer. Pray earnestly with the individual. Uh, praying for someone demonstrates your love and concern for them. It makes an impact. Praying uh, for them by yourself. Uh, encourage them to pray as well. Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. I'm watching uh, there on too with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We need to have that desire. An individual dealing with addiction have many different feelings going on that someone who's not dealing with addictions probably don't have. Fear is taking place. Stress. I mentioned those two already. As well as guilt and shame. They know they shouldn't be doing the drugs. They know they shouldn't drink as they do and so forth. So there's guilt. They've sinned. And then there's shame and worthlessness. And that really takes place, uh, especially after a relapse. They've been doing so good and then Boom, they have a relapse. Uh, These feelings come up, and they need to know that um, we're not affirming sin. We're never doing that. What we're affirming is our love to them through Jesus Christ. And we're not getting taken advantage of. We're not enabling them to do any of these things. We're trying to help them stick to a standard. They need to be reminded that the Lord has never left them. Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such thing as ye have, for I said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Here's a few more verses that uh, you could use as a help to you as you minister to someone dealing with addiction. Uh, Romans twelve two, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the addict, just like everybody else, needs to renew their mind. Now, there's a battle for the mind, and Satan's hard in that battle, and we need to re- renew it in Jesus Christ. Uh, 1 John 8, 9, If you say that you have not sinned, you deceive yourselves, and truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We, as an if you're an addict, or as an individual who does not deal with addictions, we bring our, our sin to Christ. He is faithful. He will forgive us. And we need to do that. That is part of the process. You can look at 1 Peter 1, uh, 1 6-7 and 1 Peter 4, 1-8. to As well, these verses would encourage you to go forward in that, uh, that addiction process, you know, getting someone off of drugs or helping that addict get on the right path. Believer, we have a responsibility to assist, to aid. That's our Christian duty. And we need to keep an eye out to help brothers and sisters in the Lord. Thank you for listening today. I hope this podcast has been a help and encouragement to you. Keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus.